face it, Adam. The fight is done. We lost. We're never going to get that Kenobi trailer. BC, the key to getting the Kenobi trailer is patience. What? <gasps> the trailer's out? Thank the maker! What the heck are you waiting for, PBDO? Open the dang doors and let's unpack that thing! Welcome to the Cargo Bay, a conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm Brady C, and I am here with my co-host, Adam B. Yes, and on today's episode, we have got a very special transmission being beamed across the galaxy. The Kenobi trailer is out. We have watched it. We are excited. Thanks for opening those Cargo Bay doors, PBDO. Programming note. We're going to be talking about the trailer, we're going to be talking about Star Wars, we'll probably touch a little Rebels, maybe a little Jedi Fallen Order, so there may be some spoilers. You have been warned. Let's get right into it. The Kenobi trailer came out uh, a couple days ago at this point. Uh, we're really good at doing those instant reactions and gaining huge social <laughs> media followings. Uh, what, were your, what were your immediate reactions to the Kenobi trailer? Well, the first thing I thought was this should have been playing at the Super Bowl. Yes. Like I was waiting yes, on. Yes, I know. <laughs> would have been great. Yeah. Would, would have been, been awesome. It would have been better than uh, the Super Bowl, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's what I was looking forward to most watching the Super Bowl. I was yeah. sure it was going to happen. Yeah. I was wrong. It just came out. I I mean, the first we got the, the drop of the photos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I, I wasn't expecting to immediately get a trailer uh after that um but that was cool yeah we got the the entertainment weekly dropped their their tranche of photos uh with a lot of kenobi and reva the inquisitor um so yeah i was like oh i i felt you know i felt a little sustenance i was like a little yeah. oasis in the desert waiting for that kenobi trail. i was like okay we're, we're getting there we're on their way and then lo and behold middle of the day bang trailer footage they from kenobi they they dropped you a little a little drip of water in the desert and then they just poured the excuse me uh then they just poured the canteen out (laughs) (laughs) just a little dew drop just a little dew drop and then they said you know what have a gallon of water and a melu run while you're at it you know go nuts enjoy uh yeah it was uh one amazingly pleasantly surprised that it was out um, just so happy to see footage confirming that it is it is happening. Uh, I like you was very disappointed that this did not air during the Super Bowl, which would have been a great time to put this footage out. But I guess they had to get the Moon Knight stuff out there first, and I was like, eh, Moon Knight, cool. I like Moon Knight. I like Oscar Isaac, but we all know why I'm paying the big bucks for that D plus subscription. It's for Kenobi, That's right. baby. That's right. I I was uh I was pleased with this trailer, uh, BC. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's a good trailer. I, I think, think it does uh what I like a trailer to do, which is uh entice me without spoiling the whole just, dang thing. Just just give me enough of a taste, just tease me a little bit. So let's let's go into sort of what we've got going on here. Beginning 
We've got our sad desert shot. We got some 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 John Williams tones underplaying. We got yeah. a sad, listless, wandering Obi Wan Kenobi on the desert sands, and uh, he's walking with his Eopi, uh, and yeah. he's he's like, hey, you know, we lost. The the fight is over. The the Jedi we got we got crushed. We've been talking about it on this very podcast about some of the mistakes the Jedi have been making that led to their losing. So it, now, it makes well, sense. Do you think he's talking to another Jedi uh, in this this moment? Who do you think he's talking to? In the in the the old now non canon Obi Wan book, uh, mm-hmm. the, the now Legends Obi Wan book that takes place roughly during this time period, uh, Obi prays to Qui-Gon, basically. He, like, is constantly in communication with Qui-Gon's ghost, who isn't talking back to him, um, and, but he's trying to, like, figure out how to talk to the ghost of Qui-Gon. The, it is my my most fervent hope that it is Qui-Gon Jinn that he is speaking to, at least at some point in this show. Um in terms of things I, I want to see out of the Kenobi series, him learning the 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 Force ghostiness with Qui Gon uh-huh. like Yoda told him to, um, uh-huh. is is way up on my list um, because I would absolutely <laughs> love to see Qui Gon come back to Star Wars. What would you like the method, the methodology to becoming a Force ghost or setting that in motion? What would you like that to be? What do you imagine it being? It's kind of it like you write your name backwards on a piece of paper and bury it in the sand. Or... It's 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 that, and then there is kind of a ritual dance that I think goes into it, <laughs> and it's just the macarena. It's just sort of one of these, you know. And then I think you have to then... throw your uh, Padawan braid back out, and um... yeah, and then you can. Pull it over as a mustache, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think I think it would be cool to lean into um, some of that that spiritual stuff that that does uh, go on there with the idea of the Force Ghost and the the permanence of that. Um, because I, I don't know. I, I may be diving too deeply into my thoughts now, but just in terms of. We know what's going to happen to Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? This is something I think you brought up when we talked about episode one. It's like, we know what's going to happen to these characters. It's like, as a little boy, you knew Obi-Wan Kenobi was going to die, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Hey, big spoiler, bummer. everyone. Uh, if you haven't seen Star Wars <laughs> A New Hope, the first movie in the Star Wars franchise, Obi-Wan Kenobi bites it. Um, so, <laughs> But there's something about if Qui-Gon is, is a mentor preparing him for what that you know what what the moment of death is because Qui-Gon is someone who's crossed that threshold and has found his way back to commune with the living if he's uh-huh. able to impart any of the like insight or wisdom or thoughts about what that moment is and like playing into you may have to make the ultimate sacrifice at some point to keep hope alive right in a new hope but it's less ultimate than we thought it was <laughs> yes but hey good news you get to come back as a blue monster so like it's all good <laughs> um i i would love to see something like that i think it would be very cool if he was if he has because we're like 10 years into him being on tatooine at this point like he's yeah. he's well into his time in the desert um so maybe that is just part of what he's doing in that cave that he's living in with his sleeping bag and nothing else um, is yeah. just is having those those conversations with uh, with Qui Gon. 
See, well, do you think it'll all take place in roughly the same time, or do you think we'll get, like, a brief... Like, the first episode will be kind of catching us up on the 10 years. Um, I hope... Something. I My hope is that they drop us... I don't know what my hope is. I would. I don't want this to span a bunch of years. If I would love to see flashbacks to Clone Wars, but that's a pretty selfish thing of me. Um, but in terms of like the main thrust of the story, I think it would be nice if it's a contained moment of really heightened danger with these Inquisitors coming in and yeah. and being a real threat to Luke, and and it, it being a moment where he's got to take action and it definitely seems like he is going to be on the move uh in this we're not we're not staying on tatooine the whole time which is i think good <laughs> um yeah, it's excellent uh, yeah. I, again i wish we had narshada instead of you know generic city planet number three at this point i think right um, but i'm down i'm down for that that blade runner vibe yeah i think yeah i think it'll i think it'll be good to to get off world um I think I, I'm excited because it this setup solves all the problems I had, which things things rarely satisfy me in that way. Where it's like, all right, well, why isn't he just keeping his keeping his butt on Tatooine and watching little Luke? Like, why isn't he doing that? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, of course he's got to take the the Inquisitors on a goose chase or whatever, go stop the Inquisitors before they get there. It's great. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be detective mode, Obi. Uh, I was like, I was thinking about this because I just recently watched the Batman uh, uh-huh. last uh, like last weekend. There is something about this Obi Wan that I think is really cool because it is the like, it's like it's it's not it's I think it's more like Clark Kent Superman as opposed to Batman. But there was something very like detective superhero about this. That I was like, oh, you forget that like he's. He's got these like godlike powers that he cannot use, right? Yeah, yeah. So like he has to be very much like Clark Kent. You know, I'm a reporter for the Daily Planet, just an average ordinary Joe. But if if stuff goes sideways, and I really have to save the day, I've got a lightsaber and I can put myself in the ultimate jeopardy and save the day. That like he he has incredible power that he has to conceal. And I think we're obviously going to get to see him unleash that at some point, because we're we're pretty much promised him fighting Vader, which is like okay, yeah, let's let's do that for sure. But good it, marketing, Disney. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, hey, there's going to be a Vader fight, but I don't think we're going to get that until later. This seems like maybe we're yeah. just seeing footage from the first couple episodes, probably. Yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder too, because we don't get to see him light up his lightsaber, but he does have it on the poster they put out. Yeah, man, I love that lightsaber so much. It's uh, amazing. It's, so a, it's a great lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, but I. Yeah, I, I'm curious what the structure of it will be, especially. I, I kind of lean the direction of, like, yeah, I hope this is contained a contained episode in a place of time. Uh, as I've told you, I hope that this, when we're done with it, we, it seems like, oh, my gosh, this is a lead-up to a feature film. That that would be my dream, uh, as we get these episodes and then we get the Obi movie. Because uh, it would be so cool. I, I, love, I love the idea of a big-budget... Obi-Wan. I, I love everything that has to do with Obi-Wan hunting down and killing Inquisitors. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean it, and it's it's being it originally pitched, billed or whatever as the limited series, so it's like six episodes. 
Yeah. If it's six of the most successful episodes that Disney Plus has ever seen, they're going to load up a Brinks truck and back it up to Ewan McGregor's driveway <laughs> yeah, yeah. and say, what do you want to do? You know what yeah. I mean? Because like the appetite clearly is there. I mean, we're here reacting to a minute and a half, two minute trailer for Kenobi. He's one of, I mean, Ewan McGregor survived some of the worst writing and least well-received star wars movies kind of unblemished and like a fan favorite like his performance in those movies is amazing he's fantastic he continued the legacy of an iconic character who plays a relatively small role in the original trilogy compared to you know our hans our luke sarleas um but he built that character up so much in three pretty not great movies that the idea of seeing him in something that is legitimately well written and good, I'm ready to consume all of it. Like, give yeah. me another season of it. Give me a movie. Whatever. Like, he is such a great actor. He brings so much to the character that I'm like, let's let's live with his storytelling for a little while because there's a lot there. And I think I think he'd be down. He's he's always been been kind. He's always been you know like. Uh... I've never seen or heard uh, footage of him being a, a jerk about Star Wars, really. Uh, no. And even for even in the the days when people were just like trashing those movies, he he was still like maintained like, no, it's pretty cool being Obi Wan. You know? Yeah, like it's, and, it's and very cool. And even for this, like he, there was that the behind the scenes kind of footage where you see him rehearsing the a lightsaber fight of some kind that was released months ago. Or he's like, you know, it's just great to to be back with Hayden and and hanging out with him again. Like, you know, they're buds. Like he's he looks legitimately happy to be doing it, which is another good sign for you know someone who is enjoying their work and presumably making a crap load of money doing it. That's a lot of incentive to keep doing that thing. It's like, oh, <laughs> they're paying me really well and I love doing it. They yeah. may be inclined to do more. Um, I know originally it was like, it's a limited series, but then Kathleen Kennedy was like, well, but if we've got more story to tell, we can always leave that door open. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, of course you can. Because I think, I think this is, it has to be the most anticipated Disney Plus release, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's got, I mean, it's just, just watching that trailer, it is immediately apparent, uh, like, oh, right, we're dealing with a movie star yeah. uh, again. Yeah. Which is rare. It's it's a thing that I like is rare in Star Wars. I like that they usually cast relatively unknown people. You know, they're not dragging in you know Brad Pitt or whatever right. all the time. I, you know, that's changed a little bit. I guess we got Woody Harrelson, and uh, that's starting to change um, in the Disney era. But yeah, watching watching Ian McGregor and be like, right here's the here's the Hollywood level charisma that's going to drive some interest in this movie this star. You know what I mean? Like legitimate and movie a hunk, star and a yeah. hunk. So he's going to draw in a lot of people who might not watch Star Wars other than to see the guy from Moulin Rouge. Yeah, uh, and and it's it's more than it's bigger than Boba Fett, right? Like, yeah. I think Kenobi's more iconic than Boba Fett because he's. He's got original trilogy and he's got prequel trilogy, so he's covering huge age demographics of people who would be familiar with Star Wars who probably aren't uh, as obsessive as, uh, say, we are, uh, or people who you know choose to wake up early uh, and record a podcast about a Star Wars trailer. Like right. this is going to appeal to to people who aren't 
huge fanatics, but have a, a passing interest in in the story, you know. So I think I think whatever they want to do with him, keep keep doing it because there's going to be interest there. It would be amazing if they did a movie. I feel like we haven't had a we haven't had a Star Wars movie. This is a, they're scared. Yeah, they should be. Um, but this is <laughs> this is like the what since the last one was was released. That was what end of twenty nineteen. It's the longest we've gone between movies since two thousand what fifteen or something. When Force uh, Awakens is that when Force Awakens came? Out? I can't remember right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right to me. December 2015. Um, yeah, so... And, and the other thing that's interesting to me, too, is it's got the, like, the summer blockbuster time slot. Like, we talked about for Attack of the Clones, May, when May of 2002 was when Spider-Man was like, May is movie month. This is when blockbuster season starts, $100 million. Two weeks after that, you have Attack of the Clones. Since then, May has, like, traditionally been the month when movies are released that are like these are the blockbusters this is may 25th it's like the anniversary of a new hope being released is that same day i believe yeah um so i think i think everything is gearing up for this to be massive yeah i i I think it's gonna be big too and i think it's gonna be good yeah i really do and i think a movie could be good i i just it's the last time i'll say it it's just nice when they're trying to merge the the new Star Wars and the old, it's nice to have an explanation that like immediately makes sense. Yeah, like, great. We yep. can do anything with this. <laughs> like we don't have to think about like wh- how are we going to resolve all this with like wayfinders and whatever. <laughs> it's like no, we can just follow Obi around. We, but we can just BC, tell the story. Yeah. Are you sure you're not just really mad about? About the uh, Inquisitor's head? I tell you, I got so mad about the Grand Inquisitor's head. It made me so mad. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm not mad about it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, and I don't care about people's opinions who are mad about the shape of the Grand Inquisitor's head. I was just stoked that the Grand Inquisitor was in the trailer and featured yeah. prominent, prominently in the trailer. You know, yeah, what I, I was yeah. like, oh, sick, the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. I didn't go... Man, yeah, but his head's not long enough. Like, <laughs> fine, his head's not long enough. Okay, let's. I'm still gonna watch the show. I'm not gonna complain about the shape of a character's head. I'm just not That's at that a weird level. Thing to me, yeah, I, I don't. I I guess like I might get it if they redesign the proportions of like the Millennium Falcon or something. That like the most iconic thing about it to me is the physical design. But for something like this, where it's just like. If I saw Kyle Katarn show up in a Star Wars trailer and he didn't look like Kyle Katarn exactly, I would be like, holy shit, it's Kyle Katarn. Not like, yeah. why isn't his beard the right color? Right. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm going to go on the internet and complain. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I just am not that precious about it. Like, I love Rebels. And the Grand Inquisitor looks amazing in Rebels. This is something different. This is live action. This is not a cartoon. Guess what? Darth Vader looks different in Rebels. Yoda yeah. looks different and kind of weird in Rebels. I don't I don't care, though. I'm like, I still know who those characters are. I can still understand yeah. who they are. There's just, it's just a different design. Like, just because it doesn't perfectly match the children's cartoon 
doesn't mean I'm going to complain about it and be like, we've got to Sonic the Hedgehog this release and make them go back and completely redesign that character's head. Yeah, what I want is to wait another six months for Obi-Wan so that they can draw some lines on that guy's head. Listen, we just got to digitally stretch the head <laughs> about four inches. It's like, or we can just accept that... Can this you is a different look and interpretation. Getting to play the Grand Inquisitor, getting to be in a Star Wars thing, and the trailer drops, and the main takeaway being circulated is your head is we weird. Don't like the way your makeup looks. It's like, hey, are you serious? Hey, your head is weird. It's like actually, my head's normal. Okay, pal. <laughs> it's uh, too normal. That's our problem. Get out of here. Um, what What are some other highlights here? Uh, I think the Grand Inquisitor. Big highlight, the shape of his head, be damned. I don't care. Um, getting to see the, the fifth brother, another Rebels uh, Inquisitor. Very cool. We've got uh, Reva, the new Inquisitor. She looks uh, pretty looks bad. Looks pretty I love bad that a. she has a standard red lightsaber. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I think all, all of the Inquisitor stuff I am so down for because I'm a huge, as you know, rebels nerd and the inquisitors play a huge part um in rebels so getting to see them and knowing like how like intense they are about hunting down jedis like oh the stakes of this are going to be high it's going to be a lot of danger for obi-wan kenobi which is what i want i think some of maybe what was missing in the boba fett series was that idea of like real danger and stakes this feels like this built perfectly the idea of you get baby Luke riding on top of the the entrance to, to his little homestead <laughs> yeah. there. You've got Obi-Wan watching over him, and then you immediately introduce like this this group whose entire job it is to hunt down and kill Jedi. So you're like, okay, we, we know what the stakes are. Obi-Wan's yeah. been tasked with protecting Luke, who is literally with the Skywalker family on Tatooine. We can't overlook that that will always be like a... Uh, but... Yeah. Weird move. Yeah. Weird move for sure, but you get the stakes immediately that Obi-Wan is in danger, this family's in danger, things like things are going to be tense and he is going to have a lot of work to do. I love that and great uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just I love that we're taken off planet. It's like, yeah, if they're hunting him, he's gotta leave so that they're tracking the Jedi instead of going after Luke, right? Because it seems yeah, like maybe yeah, causing enough distraction wherever he is. Yeah, they're and they're like hot on they're hot on his trail because we see Reva and uh, Owen like face to face in the town square. Oh man, great! What a, what an amazing thing! Imagine getting to play Uncle Owen in Episode Two and Three and being like, you know, it was cool being in Star Wars, but you know, those were the scenes I got. Yeah, and now getting to have like what are potentially like high drama scenes. Oh. And maybe, like, some heroics. You know, I'm not saying he's going to, like, be a fighter. I'm yeah. just saying, like, maybe no, maybe we show that Owen is kind of a hero. My, uh, I have very high... Exp- I mean, Joel Edgerton is a fantastic actor. That's what I hear. I haven't seen him in anything else. I didn't know that he was doing stuff. He's, he's an amazing actor. He does a lot of, like, indie stuff. I'm sure he's got some other big films credited to him. But um, he's just a great actor. It's funny that, like, he's like, yeah, I was Owen in you know, episode two and three, and it just had these little scenes. And now it's like, fast forward to time, oh, it turns out, because Deborah Chow even said, I think it's in that Entertainment Weekly, um, under the photo of him, she's like, I just want to thank George Lucas for casting Joel Edgerton. 
Yeah. Because yeah. like he's clearly gonna bring the the heat in this show. Yeah. And I've got really high hopes for the Owen and Baru stuff. I'm very yeah. excited about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I'm stoked. It is gonna it is gonna cut into our plans to write one more season the drama about uh we, we, owen and baru and... well well we, there's i mean we've got 10 years of of luke you know That's before true. this show that we can easily easily fit in our one more season play that we're working on so <laughs> well uh bc let's let's uh let's get through this list here yeah um, yeah yeah these highlights um duel of the fates did we talk about that I love it. It's that's I mean, cool immediately. Amazing needle drop. You always love Duel of the Fates. Um, we we have spinning saber in action confirmed. Now they are not flying. Uh, are we gonna get the helicopters though? Are they gonna helicopter? I think we're gonna get a. They fly now uh, from Obi Wan, or maybe just that this is why I hate flying. Yeah. <laughs> Turn. He I looked, really hope we don't. He I turns don't. and looks I, directly to camera and gives that line. <laughs> Breaks yeah, the fourth yeah, exactly. wall completely. <laughs> I had not because BC. I am just finishing Clone Wars, um, mm-hmm. because I watched it as it was releasing and then did not for a long time. And then you know I'm I'm most of the way through season one of Rebels, mm-hmm. uh, but I had not seen that spinning saber flying until this trailer came out. And let me tell you, didn't make a lot of sense to me. I I think I would prefer that to not show up in live action, but the, I don't know. The physics are the physics are admittedly a little strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I if it lives in Rebels, I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? If I think if it stays animated, that's okay. But even if it doesn't, I, I'm not I'm not gonna be mad about it. I'm just I've no, decided I'll be not excited to be mad to about see it. it. Oh yeah, I, I will. I will legitimately be like, "Whoa!" I'll be like, "This is stupid." Amazing. <laughs> <Yay!"> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't get the impression that it that they're that they're gonna do it. But even if they did, I feel like they're gonna do it in such a way that's not like, "Oh, we can just helicopter around it." Maybe just be like, "Oh, it helps us." jump from a higher plane to a lower plane and can slow us down or something as opposed to like and now lift off like mary poppins or something yeah i think it's going to be a little bit different than that but i i I just have a lot of faith in this based off of the trailer alone yeah i do too i the the my the thing i like the least maybe was um some of like it, it feels a little like uh, kind of clean Disney Star Wars more than used future. Uh, I think that's just kind of the nature of working with the volume and creating a lot of the assets digitally. I think it still looks pretty. They they still like have a lot of like physical objects on set mm-hmm. that look good. Um, but but other than that, I'm yeah I have I have high hopes. Um, me... Uh, which is exciting. It's really, yeah. it's really good to watch this and feel like this isn't a train wreck, even though there were some production issues. Like it, it doesn't feel like we're watching a trailer for something that was a total disaster on set. I, I mean, um, I was worried. I was worried about this about a year ago because the the second time we ever did a, a stream on uh-huh. Twitch. A cargo. I don't even know if we were branded as the cargo bay at that point, but we talked about like all of the releases that were coming with with Disney Plus and Star Wars, and where they sort of were in their state of production. And this one very much was like, there's some like creative tensions, and yeah. hands are changing, and you know, 
but it, it seems like they got that that course corrected um, pretty well because uh, you know the trailer looks great. It seems like everyone is at least saying the right things about about the production and and how it went. So you know, I got the trailer. And I was like. I'm just I'm relieved. There was there was nothing that was like anxiety inducing about this. It was like oh I don't know about like I mean unless you're a nitpicker about the Grand Inquisitor's head, I guess. Um, yeah. I didn't have too many issues or or pauses or cause for concern after what I watched. I watched this trailer and was like, get me to May 25th. I'm ready. Yeah. To, I'm ready to watch the first episode of Kenobi. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna have a little shindig out of here, VC. I think I'm gonna throw the the projector on and uh nice have a little party uh, yeah. wait did, did we miss anything else i think we talked about we we didn't really talk about obus in a blaster there uh but that's fun too i mean there's there's just a lot of like mysterious shots that appear in the trailer you're just kind of like i mean there's not a lot of context they, they just had to put footage in there that's and the way you should do a trailer I'm so tired of, like, there There have been a couple of movies that I thought about seeing over the past few years where I saw a trailer and was like, oh, I'm not interested anymore. Like, <laughs> I pretty much know how this is going to go down. I, I understand Acts 1 and 2, at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, the, I, I don't think that has ever been an issue with Star Wars that I can think of. Um, and, and we have the big reveal that he's going to fight Vader. Um, but again, that's... That for me is good hype. That's like, yeah, I, I want to know that going in, kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, having uh, Hayden Christensen come back is fantastic. That's yeah. really fun to me. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I wonder how they're gonna deal with this voice. You know, I don't think we're gonna have James Earl Jones. Are they gonna do the same thing they did with Luke, or are we gonna have a voice changer on Hayden? I, I don't know. I don't know. Are we gonna see him without the helmet? Are we gonna see his yeah. his crispy burned oh. head? Well, that's the, that's the other thing. You're talking about Clone Wars flashbacks. I still, like, fingers crossed. I feel after this trailer, definitely not going to happen. But what I was dreaming of is we get a full flashback episode. Oh. You know? Like, they just hit us with, like, episode two or whatever, and it comes up, and they're in the Clone Wars, um, and that's where we stay the whole episode. Uh, that would be For whatever sick. reason. That would be very cool. I mean, they got six episodes. I say use them wisely, friends. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they will. But yeah, I was uh, pretty much... Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for Kenobi. He's probably my favorite character in Star Wars, Ewan McGregor. I mean, we've named our most prestigious award that we give away on the podcast after Ewan McGregor. So, I mean, that tells you right. we're sort of in the bag for this, I think. Yeah. Also love his, uh, his motorcycle documentary. Where he's like, I just got Star Wars money. I'm really pr privileged uh, to be able to set up this office and now ride around the world with my best friend. Which, like, it's so it's so nice to see someone that wealthy be like, hey, it's really weird that I have this much money. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, like... Do you want to go on an adventure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have, I've watched Long Way Round, Down, and Up. I've watched all oh, three. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know there was an up. Oh, up is up is on Apple Plus. I don't know if you have Apple Plus. No. Um, it's they they take um so they go from the southern tip of South America up to the US and they're doing it on electric motorcycles. So the it's really interesting cuz the technology is not, not there, there. Um, <laughs> and so it's them like navigating okay we can do 150 miles today 
and then our batteries are gonna die and then they're like it's so cold our batteries aren't even charging right now and they're being followed by these electric trucks that are prototypes and like it's it's a fun watch watching them get up because it is there's always there's challenges in every part of and all of the series right and all the documentary series this one is Uh interesting because it is like even our motorcycles aren't reliable you know because like whenever they're going on their bmws or whatever like those things are are are, they're hardy they're yeah they are beefy there are issues but there's issues understandable but you can pick them up and they can keep driving and you can put gasoline in them and they'll keep going but like when they're like we don't have a charging station we're miles from our next charging station it's fun. It's a it's a fun watch. And then I don't know, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's great. Um, but he, you know, even talking about him having that Star Wars money, I think it's long way down when they go through Africa, and he visits where they filmed A New Hope. Oh, and he goes Tunisia. To, yeah, Tunisia, and they go to the little the 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 Skywalker homestead. Yeah, and he's just walking around. And he doesn't really get noticed, and it's kind of funny. But he's just like... That's very funny. But he's like, you know, we're driving through Tunisia. I might as well go see this uh, part of, you know, my history that's so important to me. Like, this this is the legacy upon which I'm even able to do this stuff. So, I mean, he's, yeah. he seems like a great ambassador for Star Wars. Um, I don't know. I love him. The Ewan yeah, McGregor I, Award goes to Ewan McGregor for the trailer. That's right. The Ewan, Ewan McGregor <laughs> Award for this trailer goes, of course, to Ewan, Ewan McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. DC, it sounds like we're both excited for this. Um, I think that's about that's about it for today. A little short episode. Yeah. Uh, before we go, though, as we always do, should we do some hobby talk? Let's do a little hobby talk. Let's do some hobby talk. What you got? What's What's on your hobby radar? Um, well, we can talk about Papa Tops, uh, some, some top Star Wars cards is the main thing we talk about. BC, we, we're, we're trying to decide if we're going to buy boxes of Mandalorian Beskar Chrome. Yep. uh, Which, as we've explained, is a, a set that includes basically reprints of the first two seasons of Mandalorian cards on a Chrome backing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that you you found uh, a presale for a hundred and forty dollars on a box, uh, which yeah. is a pretty decent price as far as what we're used to seeing for hobby boxes on presale. Um, and it's a lot of money, but you can probably sell it right back if you wanted to once they release. I mean, it's um, the because we were talking about products that have released, real you know, over the last year or so, the. And the looking at presale value, I don't know, value, quote unquote, the presale price, versus right. versus after it's released and the value and what those boxes are doing. I think what I've seen is the Chrome, which is both Chrome Galaxy and Chrome Legacy. If you were able to pre-order, both of them have gone up in price from where they were at the pre-order. That's pretty standard, I think, for Chrome stuff at this point. It's still very expensive, I would say, on a pre-order. I still don't yeah. like the prices that are being asked of me. But no. but if there is room to say I can buy a box that I can open and then have another one that I can recoup some of the cost of that box that I can sell or open if I love the product, whatever, that there's room to sort of make it make sense. 
because we've only seen I think battle plans is maybe slightly less than a pre-order price if not hovering right around where it was Mandalorian season two is definitely lower than what the later pre-sale prices so as it got closer to release those pre-sale prices were like skyrocketing and then once the product was released people were like there aren't any good autographs in here you only get seven packs you're not going to get a whole set there's very few parallels it just was not didn't make any sense to pay that kind of money for a mandalorian season two hobby tin even though you get a little baby yoda can that comes with it um so I don't know. I'm I'm of the mind that like at 140, it's not bad. That's on blowout cards. Uh, they just went on pre-sale at on Steel City Collectibles for 150. I think that might be why Blowout lowered their price was to undercut uh. because it's for anyone who doesn't know the big three like online retailers. You're gonna go to Decard World, which is Dave and uh-huh. Adams Card World, which is where we got our deal on our Chrome Galaxy. Blowout cards, which I think is probably the biggest of the three, and then Steel City collectibles. You can... Are you sure uh, Pookie Toys, where I ordered some Bounty Hunter boxes I really hope to get, isn't one of those major retailers? I don't think that's quite the giant of the industry that we're looking <laughs> at, but but there are certainly other like hobby shops that sell online. Um, I think there's like a... Chi- LCSs? Yeah, I think there's a, like a Chicago sports cards or something... I've got a local shop here that typically asks for more money than I want to pay upon release, so I can't, like, I don't think I could pre-order with them um, if I could, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, everyone I've called around here about Chrome Galaxy kind of acted like I was crazy. Um, I also got the impression from a few, though, that they were kind of upset getting those calls, you know, that uh, they'd gotten other calls about Chrome Galaxy, and uh-huh. they're like, no, we don't, we should have, I guess. Uh, and I noticed one of them is now offering breaks of um, Beskar uh, uh, Chrome coming up, I think. so. And uh, breaks for anyone, for all our tens of thousands of listeners who might not That's know. That's right. Uh, why don't you give them a, a little rundown of, a, of what a break is? So here's how, how a break works, all right? So maybe, um, maybe buying a hobby box for $140 is more than you want to do, but... You don't want to miss out on on getting a chance at one of those those sweet autographs or maybe a specific kind of card you're looking for. Um, so what you can do is you can bid to own this that card if it happens to be in in the in the break. Um, so there are there are box breaks and there are case breaks. Case breaks are are opening many boxes of cards at yeah. once, and a box break is opening one uh, box of cards. Mm-hmm. So for something like this, where there's a large uh, base set, typically what I've seen is like, okay, you can bid on winning all of the parallels of the base set for this. And then you can bid on like Pedro Pascal autograph, um, which, you know, it's wild to see, man. It is like... Seems like a great way to do business, you know, see people like bidding $150 for a Harrison Ford autograph in every single like box break. And there are only like going to be five of them that are ever pulled, you know, so it's 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 wild uh, to see. And there are different styles of breaks, too. So, yeah, there are ones where you can bid specifically on like a character or a card. There are ones where it's like if you buy into it. 
it's randomized and then oh. they'll like here's all the hits here's the 15 20 whatever hits that came in the case or the box and then they'll do like a hit draft sort of like a fantasy football draft where it's like oh. you get pick one and then someone gets you know if you've got 10 people who buy into the box there's you know 10 spots whatever that's um, awesome. You do, you know, the first person gets the first pick of the card that they want. Second person gets second pick, and so on. And typically, like does like the snake draft. So the if you're last, you get, you get two. two picks in a row. Um, so that's that's a, a a pretty common style of break. It's it's more akin to gambling, in my opinion, and it's uh-huh. it's much more associated with the sports card world, which is way more akin to gambling, because I've seen people spend huge like an uncomfortable amount of money for me personally which is typically not a lot but for a piece of cardboard coming out of a a box of cards it's not it's not hard for me to get uncomfortable with some of the amounts people are spending and they don't even get a card it's like i'm i'll spend this much money for a chance at a card in this product because some of the cards in the sports products are like yeah you just pulled a card that'll buy you a house and it's like well that's insane so yeah, I'll I'll spend you know eight hundred dollars for a chance to win that card. It's like that's that's gambling. Yeah, um, yeah. The stakes are <laughs> well, much I, I would say lower I've done, in Star Wars. <laughs> I still you know I've I tried my hand at some uh, box breaks for the or case breaks for stellar signatures, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. mostly because I was curious. Um, so I, I mostly Wait, the like stellar, the big ones on stuff or the, the signature. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the signature. I was about to say, if you're going in on Stellar, here. man, that no, is... Stellar... No, those are, that's, that's big boy money right there. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I misspoke. The Stellar si- Signature Series is... Um, those are like $1,200 a box to begin with or something. I think 12000 um, Gee willikers. <laughs> yeah. um, so you get a bunch of autographs in, in one of those... Um, and probably lose a bunch of money on buying that I, box if you're trying to. I it. feel like if you can spend twelve thousand dollars, the best you can do is just about break even on those. And like, yeah, and that's if you get a killer box. That's if you get the Natalie Portman. I mean, they're they're all going to be loaded with at least like five very rare autographs, right? Yeah. That you're going to have to try to sell for thousands of dollars. And you have yeah. to do it immediately. Like those are a, it's either you're doing it because you have a lot of money and you want to collect something, or you are a pure flipper, who's like, I'm gonna buy the money or buy the buy the case, and and then recoup my investment, plus maybe like ten percent. I mean, I don't I don't know the margins on that, but it can't be that. Yeah, it can't yeah. be that that large for what they're selling it at. I just as a product that they put out every year, I, I can't imagine, you know, paying that premium knowing that basically the same product is coming out next year and it might have a cooler design. I thought the de- <laughs> like it might. I thought the design this year sucked. Don't... See, I love the design this mm, year. I, I thought it was. I thought it was the best I've seen for sure. I was like, those are good looking cards. I didn't. I didn't like it. My favorite are still. I think the first year they did it was like 2015, and it's got like the gold circle as the background Uh, yeah those are those are pretty i think those are probably my favorite yeah those are good looking good looking cards um but at this point bc my plan is to if i can afford it get two boxes of beskar chrome wait to see some things be opened um and then make your decision 
Yeah. 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 Do I want to open one of these boxes? Do I want to open both of these boxes? Or, um, you know, should I, I sell this and save it for Star Wars Galaxy? Because that is part of the problem here, too, with these Tops cards is, like, it seems like kind of a crappy thing to do to buy something and then be like, nah, I think I'm just going to sell it, right? I'm going to sell it now for a profit because it's worth more. Mm-hmm. But also, you are buying something basically sight unseen. You don't know what it's going to – you don't know what the – the hits are going to be like no. until people start opening that. Like you said, with with season two of Mando, if we would have pre-ordered that, which we were wont to do and just didn't have the money at the time to do so, we would have been we upset. We would have we would have lost our lunch money on that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and but and it's true because the Mando season one stuff was at the time through the and still is through the roof yeah like any yeah. sealed mandalorian season one product blaster boxes those are 5x of whatever they retailed for like yeah. they're selling for like a hundred dollars it's a blaster box of paper cards there's nothing that's going to be that valuable in them other than the fact that you say i've got a sealed box of this as soon as you open that season one mandalorian blaster box all the value is gone completely yeah. there's i mean there's nothing I mean, it... if you pull any of the of fives yeah like, but if you pull an of 10 depending on the image you could make some of that money back plus if your medallion is decent you could get up to 90 dollars pretty quickly I, yeah i guess there is but... some demand for it but you have to be pretty lucky in terms of what you're pulling out of there yeah and to me that's that's a big gamble um but those mandalorian season one hobby boxes those are still those are holding their incredible but those are up over 200 bucks i would imagine yeah um on on electronic bay um right now so you know thinking about where mandalorian season one was at when season two came out i was like oh yeah invest now get in you're gonna make so much money it's like no well it turns out mandalorian season two cards are kind of stinkers in terms of what you get out of the box so and it was kind of a good thing at the time because the demand was so insane. It was impossible to get a hold of anything. And it was clear that a lot of people were buying in bulk to mm-hmm. resell. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, in some ways, like, sorry people lost money, but it was also kind of satisfying to be like, why can't we get any of these cards? And then, you know, people who had bought them to uh, to gouge people on later who were stuck holding the bag. Yeah. Yeah, I, because that was in the middle. That was like right as all of the general card market bubble was like going nuts, you know. Like that's when things were getting really weird in the card market. Was right around when season two would have been on pre-order because season one had already like the the tide had lifted season one so high in terms of value. It's like all right, well get on the wave now. It's like I think a lot of people probably did get left holding the bag on on some season two baby yoda tins and because i mean now you can their clearance for like 120 bucks which i still think is more than i would ever want to pay for it like if i saw yeah. one of those boxes they're like you can have this for 80 dollars, i'd be like ah, i'll do it yeah but at, for for the price that it's at now i'm like eh. which makes me hesitate on on the chrome best car but it's chrome it's chrome parallels are cool uh, I imagine don't know. you're gonna get something cool in the box. It's yeah, it's just hard. It's it's hard to to pull the trigger on that. I will tell you, I did pull the trigger on the tops living set this week. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, good living set this week. Cad Bane and IG-11. And then yeah. I also did get the International Women's Day. The yeah, Star that Wars was a good set too. of cards. That was a big set of cards, yeah, right? Yes, set of 12. And then there's a chance if there's a parallel, you get you get the parallel on uh, all, all 12 cards. So. Oh, nice. So I was like, I'll, I'll just oh, order man. straight from Tops instead of going on eBay and getting my $5 discount because... I want my shot at my own parallel. Blast the end of your sentence there. Uh, oh, it's just on e- what's going to happen on eBay? You can, I mean, you can go and buy the tops releases for cheaper on eBay. Uh huh. But it's because they're checking to see which ones are tens, right? And may, yeah, it's it's possible. Um, you know, because there's if you pre-order in bulk, you can get a discount and then sell them on eBay. Um, That's true. Which, well, I guess I looked at some of those listings, but I was nervous that's what they were doing, and they were listed as used, you know? So yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to open the cards, yeah. find the ones they want to keep for grading, and yeah. sell me one of the, the not-as-good ones. Yeah, it's like... So it I'd just, rather just take my chances with Tops. For $5 more, I'll say, Tops, I love you, I support you. We'd love to have you as a sponsor in the pod. Um, <laughs> that's right. We'd love to have a Tops representative come on and speak to us at some point. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'll just order from Tops and... and take my random shot at getting you know a, a, a parallel of some kind of one of these carts so but either way i think it's a cool looking set so yeah for sure jumped I at it jumped I at think it that's a good move i i did not get my parallels from my boba fett uh the episodes that i ordered boba fett no parallels i was sad uh but i think i will get that ig11 and cad bane um i i occasionally get cards from the living set just when i i really want one mm-hmm. so yeah, I was like, those are two cool characters. I was like, and it's Cad Bane from Bad Batch too, so it's yeah, it's the Bad Batch design of Cad Bane. So check out the living set; they're up for a few more days. Hey, go check out some of those cards that you can put in your own personal cargo hold. That's right, put it in the cargo hold. Um, but BC, I don't know if you've checked your chrono. Uh, but the supervisor's about to be down Ooh, here we... getting on us. So we got to get out of the cargo gotta, bay. We got to get back out to of here. Hey, PBDO. You ready to do some lifting? Come on. Please help us, Please. Your forklift arms are the only thing that get us through the shift. All right, we'll catch y'all later. Be sure to check us out on the cargo pay the cargobaypod.com and the cargo bay pod on social media. We'll be back next week in the cargo bay. May the force be with you. Beep, 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 beep.